Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. My friend and co-host is Bruce Aldrich. I publish and edit the website, theweeklydriver.com, and I contribute a weekly Sunday column to the San Jose Mercury and East Bay Times in Walnut Creek and San Jose. And uh, today we have on uh, a gentleman who I think it's the third time he's been on our podcast in the last uh, third time, yeah. uh, third time in, in, uh, in about three years. His name is Ray Elliott, and um, I found Ray, uh, or he found me. I forgot how it worked, but we've uh, he's a tow truck driver, and he's been doing it for a very long time, and he has a, a great perspective on uh, things that happen on the freeway or the interstate, and thus the name of his great website with all kinds of things that are of interest to drivers, um, idiotsontheinterstate.com. So, Ray, um, welcome back to our podcast. Thanks for being available today. We, we know that you're out in the field, so thanks thanks for being available. Not a problem. Time for lunch anyway. Oh, good, good. Well, I, there's no better place to start, Ray, than to jump into it, you know, with um, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, whatever the term is that you want to use. Um, from a personal level and certainly from your level, I'm pretty sure driving habits have changed and people are doing oh, yeah. different things. So could you could you launch into our podcast and give us a, a general idea of what you've seen and, and what's, what's happening with driving in general um, in the last, what has it been, five months? People have become far more, more psycho in the last <laughs> five months because there's a lot less cars on the road, so... Speeds are way up, and I have to say that I'm one of those psychos, but I can do it because there's no one around when I'm on the road in the morning. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't excuse anything, of course, but, yeah, people are people are just nuts out there. I'm getting way more material on my, on my, on my camera than before. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, people are just suicidal some days. Like I had a guy make a left turn in front of me about a half hour ago. He just pulled out of our driveway and pulled in front of me. He didn't use the chicken lane. Mm-hmm. He cut across that. He pulled in front of me, and then he stops. Oh, wow! That's not that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ray, is there is there less enforcement out there? Do you think, or is it the same enforcement level? Just people are, as you say, psycho uh, for whatever reason. Boredom. I, I think the cops are just busier with more relevant things. They've got to chase these protesters around and and protect things like that. So I don't, I can understand there being less enforcement on the road. The CHP is getting overwhelmed and they're, they're on these fires and they're closing the highways around here constantly. So I can understand CHP and the sheriff's department and all these fire uh, police departments not being on top of the traffic situations as much. Stretch a little thin and, and it's not a priority then. Yeah, very thin. <laughs> I think it's a, probably a good place to uh, to uh, insert that Ray, uh, when we first met him, we found out where he was and the area that he covers. But you're in the South Bay primarily, I would guess, and um, uh, give a little background. You've been doing this for a very long time. It's almost 30 years, I think, now. And you're out there 25 years. 25 years and if I have this cor- correct, you, you have a rig that uh, – 
was it 30,000 something pounds? I've, I've, I forgot that part. 35,000 dollar, 35,000 pound tow truck? Something like that. Uh, no, I don't Mine's a 26 GVW tow truck. Okay, 26. And it weighs, weighs 17,500 pounds. I'm laden. That's that's what it is. I know it was a massive amount. I just lost track of the um, uh, the the numbers. But it, you're you've got a big uh, rig, and and you've seen everything a hundred times. From um, you almost become uh, a healthcare professional as well as a tow truck driver. In in many respects, you help people. Well, and and get well, I used to be a paramedic and a firefighter. So that's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so in the last five months, Ray, whatever it's been since February or March, um, increased average speed. I've noticed that, as you mentioned, um, on Interstellar in the Bay Area. So it'd be uh, eighty and uh, six eighty, two eighty, five eighty, all those different eighties. Uh, uh, what do you think? Is it is it because there's less traffic? People are uptight in their worlds, respective worlds. What are, what are some of the contributing factors of of this maniac driving that I, I notice every day as well? Well, the most important thing is there's a whole lot less traffic. Yes. Um, it, it pre- before COVID, just to go from Sunnyvale to Fremont, that was probably an hour and a half, two-hour call. Yes. Just strictly on traffic. Now I can get it done in 30 45 minutes easily round trip so there's nobody on the road and and i i i suffer from a from pedis plumius which is lead foot yes <laughs> and i'm sure everybody else does and you, and i just i know i just want to get to my point my destination and apparently everyone else does and people are way less patient now and i see a lot of people that just I don't think they've read their driver's handbook before they got their their driver's license. Ray, California isn't known for its uh, nice, smooth, uh, beautiful highways anymore. Um, is there, where are those is there at? much? Yeah, where? Yeah. How, how about road damage and uh, debris on the highway? Oh, Do you see much of that? <laughs> well, this morning I come around the corner. I'm I live deep in the mountains. I'm actually right across from the Santa Cruz fires. And I, I, I drive down this windy, windy road every day. And this morning I come around a corner and there's a tire sitting in the middle of the road. Oh, boy. And, I, and normally there's no one around me at that time in the morning because I'm on the road at 435 o'clock. And there's somebody following me. And, and I buzz around this tire really fast. And I think they hit it. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I, I, I see... It's, I see more litter than anything out there on the, than anything in the lanes, but I see lots of things, trash, all sorts of things in the lane, tables, car parts, you name it. And the, the state of our roads right now, God, they're getting worse and worse and worse every day. Yeah, I don't know how if you get up toward Walnut Creek area much, but I go down there to visit family and, and having used to, I lived in Walnut Creek for many years, but I, I turn right and go on 24, but that overpass that goes south on 680 is such a steep angle. Um, whether there's debris in the road or not, it just triggered a thought about how some of the engineers designed these, uh, awful inter- interchanges. It seems to me, or the, just a steep in- angle of that, um, 
left hand sweeping left to, to 680 south. It just looks, it's dangerous, even if the lanes are completely uh, clear of anything, it's dangerous. So oh, um, when there's debris. I see that in a lot of places. Yeah. Like there's an entrance on to get onto 880 from Bascom Avenue, I think it was. Yes. And there's a huge dip in it. It'll, if you don't, if I don't remember it and avoid it, it'll pitch my whole truck sideways 10 feet. Oh boy. This past weekend, um, my wife and I visited family uh, in the East Bay, and when we got to the Vacaville Davis uh, Valley, so to speak, where we used to have Thule fog, and now it's smoke fog, or smoke, um, <laughs> it was pretty thick. What have what have your experiences been with with the fire situation? You know, COVID is bad enough, but with the fires, um, give us an example or two if one come if they come to mind about how you've dealt and how the public's dealing with with smoke. Are they slowing down at all? Or are they going faster? <laughs> no, it, it wouldn't matter if it was snowing. People don't slow down. <laughs> yes, but I live right across the the highway from where all the Santa Cruz fires are. So I've been on days that it's clear. I've been watching it, but most days. It's so smoky, I can't even go outside my house lately. Yes. Down here in the Santa Clara Valley, it's been... Actually, right now, it's pretty clear, but the sky is smoky a little bit. Sun's shining, though. Last few days, it hasn't been. And there's been days where I'll go through a clear patch, and then I'll be choked out by smoke that's just billowing from who knows, out of the sky. Yes. And then 100 feet later, it's clear and... Well, relatively clear and... I've been having to wear a mask down here some days. It's been pretty thick. And yes. I used to be a wildland firefighter, so I've been in the middle of all that, and it's been thicker. The, the smoke down here is so thick lately. Yes. But it doesn't really affect anyone's driving because you can you can see pretty well. You can see better than a mile most of the time. Most of the time, not all the time. Ray, one of the things I was interested in asking you was about airbags. We talked to a guy who wrote a book called Killer Airbags, I believe it was called. Yes. And he seems to think that, I don't know, at least half the airbags out there are potentially killing or can kill somebody. Have you ever seen any evidence that, that many, shrapnel many or whatever? I've, I've never seen shrapnel injuries, but I've seen a lot of... Uh, I've seen burns. I've seen major abrasions. I, I saw a woman who got her nose broken. Um, I've seen, I washed a lady in a BMW. Um, accident was totally her fault. I watched it happen. She, she rear-ended somebody. She just tapped their bumper. I mean, she just barely tapped them. I watched all the airbags in her car go off. That's the, not of course, right. the one in front of one at the steering wheel punches her in the face. Mike Tyson jumps out of the steering wheel and punches <laughs> her in the face. Yes. She's knocked unconscious. I watch her. I can't do anything about it because it all happens fast. And she rolls back into another car behind her. Oh, boy. And, and she comes to right after she right after she hit the car behind her. And I, I was too far away to buzz around and go make sure she was okay. And thankfully, there was a cop there pretty fast after me. So, I but I went went back after I dropped the car that I was taken care of. I 
looped around and I went made sure that the nice lady in the last car didn't get blamed for the accident. <laughs> I yes. explained what happened to the office. But I see stuff like that all the time. Um, I totally agree with side impact airbags. I've seen many lives saved by that. In fact, I saw one yesterday where somebody got T-boned in an inter- intersection. It was a, they had a brand new Accord, 2019 Accord. Only airbags that went off were on the, the passenger side, the side that got hit. Uh, the driver wasn't affected, no one in the passenger side. All those airbags went off. Great. That's a great reason. Strongly impact airbags, I see more injuries than I see saved, I think. Although high impact, high impact collisions, frontal impact airbags are probably really good. But in low impact collisions, I see it totals the car, and it's gonna it's like Mike Tyson jumping out of your steel, steering wheel and beating the fuck out of you. <laughs> wow! Let's not, let's not miss it. our words now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really think. I, I never mince words. I always try to tell the truth and, and make facts. Ray, um, it's Takata. I mean, Takata makes most of the airbags, if I'm correct on that. This author that we uh-huh. spoke to said he believes as many as 12 million cars that have been recalled are still on the road with those airbags. My Honda Civic had one of those airbags, and I got it taken care of right away. There you go. So, um, and you, we, we, we will ask your opinion. Do you think it's manufacturers uh, and the, the the governing bodies that will oversee these things? Is there some uh, collusion perhaps, or why is it that, that there could possibly be 12 million airbags that are faulty on the roads? Shouldn't, I mean, you get a notice, you should go in, right? It should be a mandatory thing. Or is there something right. that I'm missing? You know, I think it's just bad engineering. Yeah. There's so much bad engineering constantly. You know, and back in back in the '60s when they did everything with slide rules and everything, I'm like, I'm looking right now. I'm parked right next to an old Chevy pickup. Yes, this thing's probably uh, I'm going to say it's a '72 model. It, it looks like a bulletproof truck. It yes, looks like it still runs. It's parked behind a mechanic shop. It's in great shape. And believe me, I don't like Chevys, but. They don't engineer anything like that. Now they do everything by computer, and they do computer models and simulations, and it's not the real world. People should throw out their computers and use their brains for engineering, just like they used to. Yes. Although cars are more reliable now and probably safer in accidents, they're just crap. Like I have uh, F-150s, brand new F-150. Our shop bought a couple of them the other day. I think they're the six-cylinder models. And the frames are like tinfoil on these things. And I was going to go buy one of these things, and I refuse to buy one of those pieces of shit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, I'll put a video out here in a couple of weeks as soon as I get a couple more, <laughs> a couple okay. more examples. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> So the, the frames yeah, are we, the the, sh- the frames are tin foil and the body is aluminum. Right, sounds like a great combo. Pretty much, although my boss just a Raptor too, and it's got a normal frame on it. Yes, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and these fra- these trucks are hauling massive amounts of weight because well they're battery trucks, service trucks, so they're carrying half a ton, three quarters of a ton of batteries all the time, and these lumpy frames are going to 
just fold over. Sure. One of your one of your pet peeves about modern cars is many of them will just if they have uh, some kind of trouble or they get hit or the battery goes dead they shut down and then you can't open and close doors you can't get them out of uh out of uh drive or whatever right so now they're stuck yeah. in an intersection uh, yep uh bmws uh dodge crapple vans um or town and country so however you want to put them uh i got a video out about that one uh what else um oh the latest act of too stupidity i've seen and don't get me wrong, I really like Teslas. They seem like good cars, but Tesla has electric doors now. You push a button on the inside, and the door opens up electronically rather than pulling a handle and putting your elbow against it and it flying open. Um, these are things that you can't get in and out of your car if you don't have power. I got a... What, what, not a Cadillac, but the the Corvette style Cadillac. Uh, what is it? CTX, MTX, what a Yes. I got one of those out on the freeway with no power. Batteries are dead. Nothing. We had the keys. Couldn't get into it. Oh boy. Uh, um, the poor guy. He couldn't get phone reception inside his car, so he stepped out and he closed the doors. So he's standing out on the freeway in this narrow shoulder waiting my arrival and it took me about 20 minutes to get into that car and and then you have to get into the back and you can pull these levers that'll that'll pop the doors open but i got stuck inside that car and i had to climb through everything and pull those stupid levers to open the door every time i wanted to go in and out of it oh boy Uh, and uh like uh porsche boxsters you can't open the hood uh and you can't open the trunk you can't do anything you can't turn you can't turn the key uh you can't get them out of gear anything unless they have power yes just ridiculous i think with these new electric parking brakes and electric shifters uh if there's any computer problems even if you got power you can't get the brake released you can't get the car in the neutral we've talked about on another with other guests and with you that um, the manufacturers seem to be outdoing themselves to have more technology than the other guy. And by having, you know, 60 or 70 um, new technology features, most of most drivers don't use a third of them or a half of them. And it sounds like from your experience, it's they're, they're, it's becoming more detrimental to have these things than a positive in the, in the big picture. The more gizmos you have on a car, the more things are going to go wrong. Yes. One of the reasons I bought my IM, there's there's no real gizmos on it. Everything is mechanical. Still, the parking brake is mechanical. The shifter is still mechanical. Uh, doors are still mechanical. And I can actually open the hood, see the engine, get my hand inside around the motor. So if I ever desired to work on it, thankfully it's a Toyota, so that's not going to happen very often. But when it's 20 years old and I want to work on it, it's going to be easy. Yes. The next generation of the same car, they're just Corolla hatchbacks now. It's all electronic. Electronic shifter, electronic parking brake. Um, the doors, thankfully, aren't electronic. But Toyota, I'm seeing their quality drop, and they are the best. Yes. And I cannot believe they put out a BMW product as their Supra. That yeah. is 
that is the dumbest thing that Toyota has ever done, I think. Yeah. Hey, Ray, jumping into a, without much transition here, uh, we, we mentioned er, earlier in passing the the fact that you have to deal with law enforcement and uh, whether it's a police officer, CHP, you know, other the firemen, um, not that they're law enforcement, but you deal with a lot of agencies. Is is there a way that you can assess how if if they've changed with their perspective and how they approach their jobs with with COVID and with the fires? Have you noticed anything in, in how they deal with the public? They're. Their general methods haven't changed a whole lot, but they're a little more standoffish. And rather than having the whole whole group of firefighters in a car working on somebody, they'll have only only the necessary amount making contact with patients and that. Um, cops are cops are a whole le- lot less likely to give you a ticket or arrest you because they're. They're being a lot more lenient that I've found. Um, I see people who need to be arrested that they just issue them a ticket and kick them in the butt and say, don't do it again. Have a nice day. Yes. But that's obvious. They can't haul them off to jail because somebody's going to get COVID. Either he's going to have COVID or the cop's going to get COVID from somebody in the jail. Or that guy's going to get COVID in jail. And the whole COVID thing is just, oh God, it just makes things worse. Yes, maybe it's because also the media tends to focus on these things. You know, the old stories, if it bleeds, it leads. But um, when in your experience, um, how, how, how was the uh, drugs and, and people doing uh, stupid things, uh, aggressive with their families or uh, committing crimes? Have you noticed that during the, the last several months that the people who you stop and help uh, are involved in things that they shouldn't be involved with. Has that been a factor at all? Uh, the last car, was it the last car? No, two cars ago. I climb in the car. And God, it just like I could have gotten a contact type. It just reeked like pot. So Is that bad. right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I see that. I'm seeing that more and more and more. And I tell people, dude, if you get pulled over, cop smells that. He's going to pull you out. He's going to ransack your car. You're going to go downtown for a DUI because oh, people have pot all over their cars, all over their consoles. It's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And it's an open container then. So it's just like having a, a beer in your console. But other than that, I'm not seeing the, any more real increase in crime because not not as far as I can see, although I've seen, I'm seeing more cars. I'm doing more stolen recoveries on cars lately than, than I have in the last few years. Gotcha. But other than that, I don't, there's not, I don't see the crimes quite as much. I see it more when I'm moving down the road. Gotcha. Like I, I just saw one, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a crime, but people, I just had some douchebag walk by me and toss a cigarette on the ground and oh, walk man. away. That 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 should be a that should be, <laughs> that should be a, uh, uh, it should get the death penalty for things like that. <laughs> that's why you're not a cop. That's Ray. right. <laughs> that's right. Hey Ray, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> I'm I'm oh, wondering. I'm no. wondering, uh, you say there's uh, fewer cars on the road, so is your uh, calls for service uh, been down or up or the same? Um, I'm, 
I've probably doubled my what I was doing before COVID. Mostly because I can move faster now. I can get across town faster, unless I'm unless I'm on like El Camino, which is a state highway, El Camino Real. Yes. And then I hit I hit every red light. I don't know why the state can't synchronize lights. Yeah. <laughs> or the city of Sunnyvale, or the city of Santa Clara can't synchronize lights, so I can get at least two green lights in a row. Oh, and on that note, I actually had a miracle today. I had four green lights in a row. Oh, that is <laughs> lucky great. day. I bet the lottery. Yeah, so you're a... thinking the number of calls is about the same, even though there's there's fewer well, actually, cars. Kind of higher, I think. But it, it, that I might that might just because I can move faster now and I can get across town faster. But, okay. Yeah. Um, before, if I did five calls in a day, which is a really, which twenty years ago would have been a slow day, now I can do. Uh, Seven, twelve calls. So you're easily. making money off of COVID, then. <laughs> you're one of the lucky yeah. ones. Yeah, thankfully I'm I'm paid hourly, so it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, okay. I used to be paid commission, so so commission wouldn't work in this business anymore. I wouldn't make any money. Gotcha. You'd be throwing bricks off the overpasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we thought about that. Yeah, I've got pictures of cars with that. Oh my gosh. Did, did you uh, just routine stuff or recently from uh, from people throwing them on, uh, you know, with this latest uh, unrest? No, was, no that, was, that was probably about 10 years ago. It was okay. a Subaru, and somebody dropped a, a piece of concrete off a bridge, like a, a, a one-by-eight-inch one piece of concrete, just tossed it off a bridge, and thankfully it hit the passenger side of the windshield. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Wow. Hey Ray, um, the one one other thing I've noticed driving, and this is a little bit of a tangent here, but when you go into the Bay Area and you go through a toll area, now the tolls mm-hmm. are uh, recorded on your your car. Um, in my situation, you know, I I have a chance to to test drive cars, so I've never seen um, a fee for a toll. Have you noticed anything with, with drivers getting? Um, for lack of a better term, you know, perplexed or not sure what to do. And have you seen any accidents in, in the, I think there's probably six or eight different toll areas in the Bay Area. How's that changed um, with the new? I haven't seen any accidents that are obviously because of that. I don't, people are confused about everything. So <laughs> I, Thank I, you. I don't see that as, the one thing I see a lot of is people crossing the double white lines and they're not supposed to. Well, you're not supposed to cross them at all. Yes. I've been informed myself by the CHP that I can legally cross them because I am technically an emergency vehicle and I'm trying to get to somebody's emergency. Uh, what I wanted to say was we wanted to um, remind listeners to to please visit your website. Um, you know, it's Idiots on the Interstate. It's been around for seven several years now. It's all full of, um, well, number one, Ray has good, strong opinions about what he does. And no, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine Ray with opinions. Great video, very, I must say great, but interesting uh, videos in the way the driving world works or doesn't work. And uh, it's just a very interesting website. We, we think we, we've come to the conclusion, Ray, that you might, you might consider a new template. You need, you need, not that you're not busy, but we think you need to get a little modernized. But nonetheless, there's a, just a phenomenal array, a range of videos. Oh, oh and, yeah, a and, lot of my information is still irrelevant now because things have changed so much in 10 years that I've been doing it. Yes. 
nonetheless, a big compliment to you for, for doing it and, and, and uh, educating the public on things that are going on. And, and from your perspective, it's, it's just great. As you said, as I said earlier, you're in the mix. You see it as, if not better than anybody, nobody sees it any better than you see it from, from what's going on um, in, the, in the world of driving, particularly in, you know, in, the, in the Bay Area. So thank you again, Ray, for being our guest for the third time. We appreciate it. Before you go. Yes, please. Before you go, do you have any contacts with AAA? Um, not, not often, no. you have something in mind? Yeah. Um, I work under AAA. Yes. And they, and they just issued us new software. And I don't know what it is with AAA. It's a great organization for their members. But man, they treat us drivers like crap. They give us this new software today that gives us no information. Um, it, do, it doesn't function. And they, it's, it's just ridiculous what they have us do and how the things they give us that endanger us and endanger our customers because we don't get the proper information. And I hope somebody from AAA America National is listening to this because dangerous things i'm in dangerous situations all the time and they exacerbate them because they don't give us the proper information and because of the software they give us and the, the equipment they give us and and when we complain about it they say well too bad if you don't like it dump your contract oh boy they don't give us any alternative and they don't listen to us when we complain and it just it, it just gets worse all the time well, through the years, we have had on um, representatives from AAA, and, and I have been in contact off and on with some of the public relations people. So I'll, uh, with your permission, I'll make sure that they, uh, they get a link to the, to the podcast, and, and uh, maybe, it'll yeah, some, maybe it'll do some good. I criticize them. Yeah. That's... Anytime I criticize AAA, I've gotten that threat from them. Oh, we're going to have you fired. Oh, boy. They do that. Yeah, they, well, you're it, pretty it, timid. You're gonna run, right. I know. Yeah, we. I don't think anybody can intimidate you, Ray. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, but I like having a job. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that's good. Well, thank you again. Again, to reiterate, please visit Ray's uh, website. It's um, www.idiotsontheinterstate, and it's just a um, a very uh, interesting website to see. Um, from the, the bird's eye view, if you will, of what's going on uh, with the traffic from uh, experienced um, tow truck drivers. So, Ray, thanks again for your time today, and, and all the best, and be safe. Bruce, James, it was nice talking to you, and I'll talk to you again probably in another year. Hope so. Okay, see ya. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>